Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So we have to kind of talk about it because even though we don't normally talk about, you know, a lot of current baseball stuff outside of, you know, maybe some before the season and after the season stuff. What's going on right now is historic, both in the way it's affecting the pitchers and the hitters in the game and because it's a historical topic that's kind of existed in baseball forever. That's cheating in baseball. Cheating is baseball. There's no cheating in baseball. Well, there's there's actually been lots of cheating in baseball. And it's like there's a large amount of cheating, you know, quote unquote, that's pretty much condoned. Oh, absolutely. And and we talked about the outlawing of the spitball in 1920, which ended the dead ball era and put it into a much more hitter-friendly era. And that was really good for baseball, and it needed it, you know, at that time. Um, we have the 1968, you know, year of the pitcher. Uh, but that wasn't about cheating, that, or so we, thought, so we think. And that was about, you know, lowering the mound, giving the hitters, and, and, and averages went up. But right now, what's happened is um, that the pitchers are historically ahead of the hitters uh, as well um, as having more strikeouts. I mean, like than you look at it, before. the major league average is down all the way to its lowest point since 1968. 237 the is yeah. the is the average in the major leagues right now, and it's telling that we're back there even with the mound being lowered, and that's not good for baseball. How can that happen? Now, you know, in terms of what's happening at the player level, the three true outcome thing that we talk about is is a factor here. Guys hitting with launch angles and not caring about strikeouts anymore. Big factor here. Because with less balls being put in play, you get less freebie hits. Right. Just because you happen to swing and you hit it where they ain't. I, I have a question for you, though, and, and, I, and I think about this. You know, Rob Manfred, who's everybody's, you know, whipping post, right? You yeah, know, everybody hates him. Everybody hates Rob Manfred. And, you know, he's owned by the owners, Right, he's in a, basically at the owner's, you know, behest, the commissioner of baseball. If they don't want him to be commissioner, he won't be commissioner. So, his responsibility in terms of making sure the game is played a certain way and that it doesn't get too boring is all about money. When a lot of fans, when it comes to what they think it's all about from the owner's standpoint, so everything he's doing is about money. Right. So I think I think unfortunately, what happened is, is you had the confluence of a bunch of different factors. The three of them being. With hitters being chasing the three true outcomes more and more, and with guys prioritizing launch angles and de-emphasizing not striking out, you have more guys just striking out than like literally ever before. Not only are they striking out, but they're they're not caring, you know, about anything else other than what they get paid for. I, I say that they're, they're getting paid for home runs. We talked about it before on this podcast, and until that changes at the owner level, I don't see why the players would change. Then you also have the fact that. The baseballs this year did have the raised seams, and so now pitchers are getting a better grip on the ball, which is being aided by the quote-unquote illegal substances that they're adding to the ball. Because that's where this gets really mixed up and tricky. Right, right. And we, you know, so we started by saying it's cheating. And, and here's why what we're talking about with regard to the baseball is cheating is um, I should have the rule number handy, you know, rule 7039, you know, is you're not allowed to put any foreign substances on the baseball, period, end of story. What we're seeing here with these guys and what people are being accused of really chiefly in this, the guy that a lot of people suspect is Trevor Bauer. 
There is no, he has not been convicted. He has not been proven to be doing this, but there are. Garrett Cole is right there with him, right? right? There with him, but there Wouldn't are, answer the question the other day. <laughs> certain concerning statistics when it comes to Mr. Bauer that make you at least worried. I hope it's not true. I would prefer none of these guys to be doing anything, but it just doesn't seem likely. Uh, too many players are saying everybody's doing it. Uh, and, and to a degree, it has to be self-policed, you know, where the players have to call each other out. Uh, and that happened uh, deep into the steroid era. Remember, guys were using steroids for years but before anybody until, said anything. It wasn't until, like, the public opinion turned against it. And then it was, hey, this, these guys are getting an unfair advantage. And, and, and things, you know, finally got, you know, got better there. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, doctoring the baseball, um, you know, a book came out in 1974 by Hall of Famer Gaylord Perry called Me and the Spitter. So Perry pitched in the 60s and, and, and admittedly, you know, obviously was loading up the baseball 50 years after the spitball was outlawed. So it's not going to necessarily stop them, but you're getting guys that are like, and I completely understand the pitcher's need to have a rosin that affords them a better grip on the ball. They're throwing it harder than ever. I can understand why they would want something that gives them a bit more grip than just regular rosin, but the problem is, is that they're almost formulating these mixtures of a couple different things in order to get more grip on the ball. And this is like, uh, you're, you're starting to push it. Right, right. Because what's happening scientifically, because we can measure these things, by the way, now in ways we couldn't, you know, years ago, right? How many revolutions on a baseball per second? I mean, that's nobody even nobody cared. even did anything like that. But as you as you said before, both Bauer and, and Garrett Cole, the the spin rates have dropped by, you know, 5%, 10%. And they were saying that a hundred uh, spin revolutions increased would increase the movement three quarters of an inch, which to to a regular human being doesn't mean much, but to a baseball player means a lot. Right. And when you have these guys that are, you know, you're seeing 300, 400 RPM drops means it's not moving. It's moving like almost two inches less in some of those cases. And, and you know, just last night, we'll be re- recording this on Sunday, uh, on Saturday night, Bauer started, uh, went out there and he get, struck out eight, he struck out eight guys, but, and, and this is, the, this is a real difference. And I think it's, it's, it may be so he had, I think nine balls that were hard hit against him in that game, which is far higher than an average that he, you know, he gave up eight hits and I guess he gave up a hard hit out. The point was he doesn't give up a lot of hard hit balls in the first place. So it kind of makes you scratch your head that maybe he's, he knows there's more eyes on him than ever if he's trying to get on the mound and do whatever he's doing and he's now maybe he's not using the substance quite as much and that's gonna and that would also coincide with the fact that his spin rate on his pitches has dropped and and cole also had it as you as had, that, had that exact same thing go on these these guys are both elite pitchers right so i you know my, my thought is like you're the, gonna figure it out you it's know kind of like the steroid thing the steroids didn't make those guys able to play baseball it just made them able to play baseball day in and day out and not have the grind wear their bodies down as much. Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer are still incredible pitchers, even without the back. It just makes them a different level. It does make him a different level, but here, here's something I'll, I'll, I'll put out there. So both those guys, Cole and, um, if they're even doing this, because we can't if, say if they were sure. doing it, but if let's say that their performance, um, on their spin rates for the rest of the season is 
10% or, you know, 100, 200 RPMs less. Um, how does that affect the contracts they sign on the basis of what they were doing before they did that when they were using it without thinking? And now are they a less valuable pitcher? Is their contract overpaid at that point because they're not going to perform? performance is going to drop Right, off. right, right. And if their performance does drop off, um, then do the Dodgers and the Yankees feel like they kind of, you know, got duped a little bit? I don't think so. Because you had to have known. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think everybody knows everybody's doing it. What is, Al Leiter was saying, right, years ago and in, in, in 2000, 90% of the pitchers were doing something to the baseball. That actually really surprised me. Maybe I'm just naive uh, to think. And I don't even know what doing something to the baseball. Does that mean sunscreen that you have on the Scuffing inside? Scuffing it up a little bit. I mean, you were, you were saying you heard some interview with, who was it, Phil Necro? Or Joe? No, no. I saw a video of Joe Necro, Phil's brother, a really good major league pitcher. And and I guess somebody called him out on the mound. So the umpire with Steve Palermo goes out, uh, the late Steve Palermo. And and, and so he, they go, he goes through his pockets on the mound. And then, oops, something comes flying out of the back pocket. Kind of looks like a nail file. And he's like putting his hands like, I don't know where that came just fell into my pocket ump so we know guys were were doing stuff like that you know and and that's where it kind of like the condoned level of cheating comes through in baseball we just call what's allowed gamesmanship right is the hidden ball play cheating or is it just being clever in gamesmanship yeah yeah it it is is stealing signs from second cheating or gamesmanship Stealing okay, so stealing science is fine as long as you don't use digital tools to enhance your yeah, ability. I, I think to do that. yeah, I think I think as soon as you're or you're introducing to me, I think the better way of putting it is introducing people or items outside right. those involved in the scope of the game. Right. When it's just people doing it to other people, all is fair. Uh, it's always fair. When you got a guy in second taking video, a guy out behind the outfield wall taking video of all the catcher signs so they can run through them and then bang a trash can. Right. The banging of the trash can was fine if you had picked up the sign without using the camera to get it. The problem was they were using the camera to get the sign and figure out what was going on. That was the problem. And they were told not to do that. So that that's why, you know, the Astros have to, you know, suffer that, you know, ignominy for the the rest of time. Exactly. So I think that's the problem with, with like a lot of these cheating things is there's so many like little things that are like, well, cheating is kind of a like how many pitchers have balk moves? Right, right, right. Well, again, but that's you're not using anything foreign, right. you know, to the and game. I think in that's order where to do most that. people, and I think that's why the steroid guys get such a bad rap, is because they were using something foreign, even though there wasn't a rule again. If anything, the current pitchers are doing worse than steroids because. There is a rule against what they're doing. Agreed with 100%. So the way that this can be dealt with is they're they're trying to figure out, okay, they're going to have to check the pitchers every inning. Um, are they, do they make him take his cap off? Does the umpire have to end up giving the guy a cap so that he knows it wasn't doctored with? I don't really know the answers to what they're going to do or how they're going to do this, but I like the idea that so we're going to check you more often because immediately, just by suggesting we're going to check you more often. Less guys are going to do less it. Less guys are doing it. Probably the easiest way is for, like, if they were really smart, they would have been collecting random balls. Like, they would just have the umpire, like, be, like, taking balls out and be like, you know, use a different one and give them a fresh ball. And then saving those before they made the announcement so that you had gotten stuff before they all of a sudden. Right, and they did do that, right? So they took balls out of play, and they, like, like a big percentage of them had something going on with the baseball. Right, and that's kind of the problem here is that 
at this point, it's less there's a smoke where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's more that like there's too much smoke for there not to be a fire at this point. But just in the, in the way that you know the steroid era, and and we will go on record and defend it, you know, anytime the steroid guys should be in the Hall of Fame unless their I, I performance didn't warrant people, it. I think the problem that you're going to run into is people are just going to hold this against the pitchers less than the steroids guys. Less than than the steroid guys, I think, because yes. people aren't going to view this as harshly as steroids. Well, because it's been going on also the entire it's been, time. It's been going on a long time, but also more, they're doctoring the balls, not their bodies, right? And people are going to because of that difference. And this is something that pitchers have always kind of done, right? Right. And, and and on the hitting side, we don't talk about that. So when the Mets were were good in the eighties. Uh, they had Howard Johnson on their roster. You, we all know Howard Johnson um, had pretty some pretty amazing seasons, and there was always talk about him having cork in his bat. Um, so you put cork in the bat to make the bat a little lighter, swing through the cl- and and they tried cutting open his bat one time, and there was no cork in it. But there are a lot of people that say that this guy. So that is illegal in the same way that doctoring the baseball. Didn't that happen opinion. with a player like recent, like Something somewhat out, recently? Right. Like, you know, within the last, I, like, 10, 15 I years. I just don't remember the, the yeah. incident, but, yeah, I have some vague recollection. So, but the point is that that is along the same lines, you know, as doctoring the baseball. Right, and I think people would look at somebody that corked their bat, depending on how much evidence there was pre- and post-corking for that player. Like, if the guy was, like, a 380 hitter, or not a 380, like a 330 hitter hit 30 home runs, and then he turned into a 270 hitter who hit, like, 15 home runs after the cork, yeah. got caught... It's not that it's like, oh, man, you really were. We have no evidence of that kind of stuff. But nobody's ever been caught having that kind of thing. And and back in 1983, uh, we we remember the George Brett pine tar game against the Yankees. Right. George Brett running crazy out of the dugout with his arms flailing because he hit a home run. And the Yankees had been waiting for just that moment, came out and said, oh, look, his bat, the pine tar goes past the legal limit where the pine tar can be on the bat. And, and sure enough, they measured it and it had, and the umpire said that home run is illegal. And Brett went bonkers, and they had to replay the game later on from that position forward. I mean, you could even go to something as simple as the A-Rod trying to knock the ball out of the guy's glove running to first yeah, base. that's not a substance. But no, but like in terms of cheating, just being like games, that's gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. And, and if anything, you look at the Brett situation and say that was gamesmanship by the Yankees, waiting until they had a pivotal moment. I mean, that's really smart myself. Yeah, but that's gamesmanship. Right, wait, we waited and we did it. And to think that they would call it. So what I was trying to get to was I, we just got to check you know, on these guys and, and, and inspect the balls and, and have a method, have a protocol for how we're going to deal with Because that's exactly this. what happened. As soon as you had a protocol for how to deal with steroids, it stopped. Right. As soon as there's a protocol for how to stop people from adding these weird resin sunscreen substances – to the ball, they're going to stop. Now, our, our one of our faves, the polar bear, Pete Alonso, has said some little strange things, I'd say, just about you know how he doesn't care if they doctor the baseball. And in particular, in, in, his, you know, in his case, I think he even made the comment going, I don't want a guy on the mound throwing 99 who doesn't have a good grip on the ball. <laughs> and and that he says you know everybody's doing it and 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 major league baseball then he 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 threw rob manfred under the under the bus and said that you know they're doctoring the ball 
so that the owners can raise or lower home run totals and things of that nature so they could hold salaries down. Yeah, the idea being basically, oh, you have a good pitching free agent class, liven up the balls to drive down the prices for the market overall. Oh, you got a great hitting class, dead in the ball so that nobody hits well. Yeah, sure, a few of the premium guys might get bigger contracts because they stand out more compared to the field, but the field's contracts went down. Yeah, yeah, and 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 how much control, right, when you're manufacturing a baseball – do we really believe, you know, these are made someplace that oh, we're going to we're going to tighten the seams X percent. And this is right. calibrated machinery that can do it that well that it's going to. They even said they were going to have the balls fly two to three feet less and, this year. We all bought it. And they are. And they are. So how how, how well, good can they be again, that they can do that? The concerning part is, is that who makes the Major League Baseball? Uh, that would be Rawlings. Who owns Rawlings? Uh, that would be Major League Baseball. Yes. Concerning. Because you're like, oh, well, the organization that would have a vested interest in doing this has the ability to do this. And I'm not saying they are. The only thing that's that makes me think is that the the they can't be an, uh, a, a party that is without a, an interest in this. So it's not a third party that, you know, you can, if they report you're, you're not, on the baseball. You're well, not saying that the Major League Baseball is corrupting some third party in order to do this. It would just be them doing right, right. it. It's the monkey watching the bananas, like I like right. to say. So uh, just, it makes it a little bit harder for me to believe that you know if they wanted to deaden up the ball a little bit. I mean, they said they wanted to, and 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 so far we're seeing fewer home runs. I still don't know if the calibration is good enough to say yes. We can with assurance tell you that balls are flying, you know, twenty five inches less this year than normal. I, I also think that that a guy like Pete or any player out there, you, you play a lot of baseball, right? If you pick up the ball. In, in the spring of the season, it feels a certain way, you would probably notice if it felt different than the year before, whether that the seams But they all rise, say that they can feel that They difference. can feel that. The, the players feel that year to year, I think they do. Because oh, yeah, because they change are, every year. They, these things are made in lots. So, you know, and I trust the baseball player's ability to be able to tell incredibly small differences in the, the baseball. The kinds of things you like, what the seams feel like. Right. Right, and or even how heavy it is. I bet you they can feel it down to like ounces. Like if yeah. it's a, an ounce difference, they can tell that there's something different about this baseball. It just feels a little off in your or hand. Slicker or what it is. So so I, I started by saying I just don't know if, if they can really manufacture a baseball to that tight a specification, but there's certainly evidence that that is in fact the case. Yeah, I think – they have the ability. The question is, is it going beyond what they're saying? Are they specifically engineering the baseball in order to manipulate free agent classes? That's a completely different. Ooh, that's an ugly thing to talk about. Yeah, that gets Particularly into... as a collective bargaining agreement is coming up right. at the end of this season. That's that. That is really, you know, getting getting deep. So I, you know, the the uh, du jour. Um, we talked about Bauer, right? You you had mentioned that one of the reasons why the Dodgers wanted Bauer was access to his formula. So the whole idea is that apparently Bauer is the one that's figured out this combination of like what what is it spider tack sunscreen resin i don't know he's got some Rosin, yeah. concoction no it had it wasn't i don't know if he had spider tech in there no, but he did was, have like three different it was like, like rosin sunscreen things. and a couple other things and like that combination allowed him to get such a tight grip on the baseball and it stuck to his fingers just that little bit longer that it was giving him and you look in the thing is with all of these guys that are getting accused of doing it the easiest thing that people are noting is that somewhere in their career there is a rather stark jump and the number of RPMs they're getting on their ball. I'm talking like 300 to 400 in a single season. 
And so that's why a lot of people, when they kind of say like, oh, well, what about DeGrom? They're like, actually, DeGrom's down in RPM this year overall, and his has been like a 4% growth overall his career. And he's never had one of those weird sudden upticks in his career in RPM that would make you think, okay, wait a second. It's kind of weird that in one offseason you somehow managed to add like two inches of break to your slider. Right, right. And, and in DeGrom's case this week, somebody I think alluded to, well, maybe he's – doctoring the baseball and DeGrom is not on Twitter another reason why he's one of the smartest people around right doesn't even go on Twitter but all the other Mets who are on Twitter are like nope nope no, never seen it not, never seen him do that no, that dude just just, just throws it just, he's just a robot who's been here put on earth to throw 100 miles an hour faster now than he ever did so that would be a question like how can a guy you know throw faster well that's physiological and all that doesn't mean he's gripping the ball tighter or right whatever. yeah it would, and the 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 stuff they're putting on the ball isn't increasing velocity that's just because guys throw harder now than ever what it's doing is it's increasing the spin rate of the ball which is creating more movement on the ball that's why i think you've seen sliders the wipeout sliders yeah. have turned into the pitch in the major leagues because now guys can throw these crazy late breaking wipeout sliders yeah and, and i i am really fine in saying that's not right and i don't want players to be able to get that kind of grip to throw something that is but the unnatural way, the way you work with it is that you have to work with the pitchers to be like okay rosin's not working what do you guys want what's right. the regulated substance you guys will be happy with because we can't have it go if you didn't have the ball with the raised seams this year. The batter is trying to hit more home runs and not caring about striking outs. This probably wouldn't make it as pronounced, but finally all these elements have come together. And now you've had guys get you more and more guys have probably started picking up using the substance. And so now that's why you got guys hitting 237 across the league. And just like the steroid guys, but look, you know, and, and so many more players did steroids than is ever going to be reported. I think everybody kind of has a feel for that. Like, we don't really know who was doing it and who wasn't. Yeah, if you think only the top guys in the league were doing it, you're crazy. Pitchers did it, hitters did if it. If anything, there are way more guys that were in the, the nobodies of that era that were doing it because maybe it would give them an edge. And you got paid if you hit. 73 home runs like Barry Bonds did. Uh, so, you know. The- if you hit it 30 or more home runs, and if you can hit more than 30 home runs in a full major league season, you're going to get paid millions of dollars as long as you can hit above 200. And that is one of the biggest problems in major league baseball now that, that the owners, without intentionally colluding on it, I think, as they collude on a lot of other things, if you ask me, um, you know, they are condoning this all or nothing thing by paying, you know, guys that are, it, it becomes, it could becomes a kind of thing as runs become more and more of a premium and hits become harder to harder to come by guys that hit home runs become more and more valuable because it's one swing run. You don't need to string multiple hits together to get runs. Well, and we were watching um, the Padres in the mess yesterday, and you know Tatis struck out a couple of times uh, uh, against Degrom on uh, the night before. And it, it, what I notice about his swing is he just calls all out on every swing. I mean, it is just a there is no cutting down. And and what really surprised he had a home run yesterday, but he struck out two times and he made three outs and got one home run. Yeah. Okay, is that a great game? I don't know. I don't know. What you ask the thing is, you know. In a game where they win, yeah, it's a great game. Right, right, right. But when you see a guy like Villar, Jonathan Villar, playing for the Mets, leading leading off, I see the same thing in his game. Like, he's not a home run hitter, even though he did hit one, mm. you know, swinging from his heels. Uh, that's just what they That's do. a leadoff guy. You know, that is, I understand breaking tradition, but guys just don't, I, I think it's because it's so hard just to make contact it is that against these guys that are throwing like they do now that the idea of like 
just shortening up and getting the bat on the ball isn't enough. So do you think with the cutback in the use of the sticky stuff, I, I think it's going to happen here. Uh-huh. Will that change the way the leadoff guys and guys, they won't have to go for those three outcomes as much because they're going to be able to make contact maybe what, more yeah, often. What you're going to see is you're going to see a relatively similar rate of strikeouts, but the average will go up. Right, and and do the uh, unfortunately, and that's only because we have him in our fantasy team, Nick, Nadri- Nick, Nick Madrigal, who has very little pop at all, right? Kind of as a slap hitter in in an old style way, um, hits about three hundred. Really, you know, good baseball player. Is that going to come back in vogue? That you're going to have guys like that who can do those baseball-y things that we all like like to to see. Hold up as the paragon of how it should be done. I think. It's going to take time to shake out because who know who knows how long this sticky stuff substance has really been a problem because I don't know if we've I, I haven't looked enough into the data to know if we've seen major league average as a whole dropping year after year these last bunch of years. The last four or five years, it's you know, going, averages have been sliding, but not in the way they did in 2020 and again in, and 2021. in 2021. So right. I think I think what that shows you is, is the epidemic, essentially, of the sticky stuff grew more and more. It had more and more of a suppressing effect on overall league averages. So I don't think you're going to see a switchover because now all of the, you might see all those 250 guys, those guys that drop down to 250 become 265 hitters now. Because now when these guys throw these sliders, wipe out breakout sliders that they were throwing will turn into just good sliders now and the good sliders they were throwing will probably turn into fat pitches so though i actually would rather see the 270 hitter become a 290 hitter because right. i think that's a but that's know. what you're going to see you're going to see the guys that like you know who's a guy like conforto who was a out last year he was like a 330 hitter but yeah. then the couple of years before that he was like he had kept falling because he came in as like a 300 hitter and he went to like 280 i started hitting home runs started going to 260 yeah. but i think if all of a sudden those sliders against him aren't quite as effective his average starts going up again and his power shouldn't drop off and the ability it could be little things right you know when you have take away the sticky stuff and all of a sudden that slider that didn't bite quite as much it gets fouled off it's 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 just uh, not yeah. a miss or, or, or that slider that was a bad pitch in the front in the middle of the plate instead of it breaking off and at least just getting fouled off now it's sitting in the stands because the guy got around on it. So um, I, do you, I I I took a look at Spider Tech and you can buy it for about thirty dollars online. Comes in a little uh, a little tin or, or whatnot um, and. It um, is used, I noticed, in the world's strongest man competition. So some of the people put it on their hands when, when they're they lifting the bar, lifting stuff up. So if that's what this stuff, you know, kind of does, it should kinda, not be on a baseball. That is that is way beyond what it is. That's not rosin, you know. And I don't even understand why sunscreen would be important to it unless you're trying to slop the, up. Well, the, the ball. thing with, with the thing with sunscreen is it was the first thing. That you could have on you, right? You're allowed. Nobody to. was going to question if you had sunscreen on your cap and you were putting. You want it us up. to get skin cancer out there on the mound playing baseball? We can't do that. So, exactly. Yeah, that's the, that was the uh, the excuse that they would use. Exactly. And then they're like, "Oh, mixing this, you get a better grip on the ball." Okay, this works for me. 
and then it just kept getting worse from there. So it's it's amazing how quickly this kind of because of the data measurement, all of a sudden that we could really early enough in a season say, hey, wait a second, you know, you know, this is happening at a greater level than even it did last year. A guy year. starts using it, right? And then, you know, he looks at his stats in the offseason and he goes, Yeah, well, well, whatever you did with your slider this year, you guys went from hitting, you know, 175 against you on it to hitting 128, and you got you know, 30% more strikeouts. Oh, I did. Well, okay. I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to do more of that. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, the, the steroid guys used it because they wanted to compete and they wanted to make money. The pitchers, they, of course, they're going to use it. If it improves their performance and it gives them a chance to just stay in the major leagues or even excel beyond that, regulate on. it, right. get it out, have a rule, enforce the rule. We'll be good. And, and we'll have no more sticky stuff. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.